We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Rotowire Fantasy Sports Today, the Intercontinental Edition. Jeff Erickson, Chris Liss here. It is not Rotowire Fantasy Sports Today. What am I talking about? This is the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast brought to you by WinBet. Man, I'm already on autopilot mode and I just started the week, dude. That's not a good idea. That's not good at all. But uh, hey, um, Team of Destiny, still alive. Built a character building weekend for you. Uh, and it was a crazy scoring week in fantasy football, too. It was. It was a good week. Uh, I lost my best bet again, so that was. An, I don't want to start the negative streak and finish nine and nine on the year, but uh, yeah, I had the Browns at Survivor. Uh, they were thirteen nothing. Was looking easy. Titans were getting killed, and the Titans start coming back, and the Browns start getting really sketchy. And I'll, I'll tell you uh, the extent to which Dalton and I are the team of destiny. So the Browns are up thirteen seven. It's the last play of the third quarter, and DeAndre Swift, who just broke a long touchdown to make it thirteen seven. Uh, is gashing them. The Browns defense is tired. Mayfield is done. The announcers, as LeVar Arrington was ridiculously praising Mayfield for being a gamer, but what oh. he's really doing is, did you, I don't know if you saw that. But announcers what really- love a gimpy quarterback. They love yeah. gimpy quarterbacks. And it, it's like, oh, look at how much he cares. No, he's killing the team. Get him out. Terrible. I think you and, and I both tweeted about that last it, year. It was, but I mean, when you have your, you know, survivor on the line, it's worth like 40 grand and you're like, you know, living and dying with it. It's super right. annoying. And so Mayfield's gutting it out and they show Keenum like warming up, looking completely healthy. And I'm like, just get out of the game. Anyway, he's doing terrible. The kicker missed a field goal and extra point. So, you know, the kicker's yeah. not reliable. You know, the defense is tired. DeAndre Swift is really good and dangerous. And he, he runs a 13 yard run to get him to the 32 yard line. First and 10 first play of the fourth quarter and they're down six. So it's like, if they score a touchdown, they're going up and this is very bad. Uh, but anyway, they, uh, the, it comes, it goes to break the, the broadcast because it's turning to the fourth quarter. And when it comes back in the fourth quarter, they say it's first and 25. There's been an unsportsmanlike penalty. And it turns out that one of the Detroit offensive linemen said something about Jadavian Clowney's mother. He did like a, your mama joke, uh, a rude one, apparently to Jadavian Clowney. And he got a 15 yard, uh, unsportsmanlike penalty. So it's first and 25. So Detroit, which was just rolling and, and the, you know, they couldn't get a first down. They had a punt. So right. that would have made it 13, 10. They were already in field goal range and who knows if they score the touchdown then. Right. So they don't, it's first and 25. Cleveland gets the ball. They don't do anything. They punt. 
And then Detroit gets a field goal to make it 13-10. And then Cleveland runs out the clock. But the thing is, like, if they get that other field goal or touchdown, we may lose. So we may have won the team of destiny because of the uh, your mama joke that one of the uh, linemen said about Jadavian Clowney in earshot of a referee. I'm not kidding. Just- I'm not making this up. Unbelievable. I, I don't, and I don't know if there's like any history there with uh, Jadavian Clowney's mom, like something tragic happened to her and that's why it was extra sensitive or something like that. I don't think so. They just said it was heat of the moment, like talking Yang and, you know, it's got, got an answer. Point of emphasis, Chris. This is a yeah. point of emphasis. I, there will be no it, taunting. There will be no untoward words towards the other team. Think about the children who aren't even watching right now, but think about them. Think about them every time you're, you're uttering anything. I mean, it, uh, and they and they did double down on that. There was that. I don't know if you saw the memo that went around, or the reporting of the memo that went around. You didn't see the actual memo. Nope. No, you didn't do that. But oh, we we believe in this taunting rule. We're going to fall through it. Sean Payton spoke in favor of it. Mike Tomlin spoke in favor of it. Yeah, of course, because they're authoritarians and they you right. know they want to control everything to the the nth degree because they're coaches. That's what they do. And just no, only that you guys are the only people that want that. Nobody else wants that. I mean, Cleveland uh, Browns fans so, are happy. Well, a lot of but, things in society are wanted by the most authoritarian factions, and most people don't want it. And yet, you know, if people don't get pissed about it, then it happens. And it looks like the fans are pretty pissed about this uh, taunting stuff because it's turning games. Now, I'm not pissed because Team of Destiny. I think the refs have been on our side this whole time. Remember when uh, Justin Tucker made the uh, game-winning field goal in week three, the all-time record, uh, yeah. the play before that, they didn't call a delay of game. So the refs are on our side there. The refs are on our side when the Bengals got knocked out, the people at the Bengals, when the Jets, remember that, like ticky-tack, what was it, like a, yes, a helmet-to-helmet? Yes, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Thank you. Helmet-to-helmet hit. Of course I remember that. We've been getting we've been getting all the referee breaks, too. So, I mean, that's part so of it. maybe you're, you're not team- even Team of Destiny. Maybe you're just Team of Refs. Have you ever seen the documentary Bad Sport on Netflix? I haven't seen it. There's one with the uh, where there was rec- ref fixing in Serie A, uh, you know, Italian soccer league, and one of the games, like it, it, it was, it was so deep. Like the the guy that was running Juventus made sure that their top opponent had three people, three players get yellow cards the game before, so they'd be suspended for yellow card accumulation for the game against Juventus. I mean, it, it was deep. I mean, they were. I mean, the fix was so in, and I think that's uh, what's happening here. I think you're really, truly a mastermind behind this here. I got all these people on the payroll. Six mil is a lot. You know, it goes a, yeah. a long way. Got a couple of refs. Got a couple of players. Got a couple of coaches. You it's truly good. have spent the money this time. I have. Yeah, I've spent it. Because, uh, you know, just the publicity is worth another six mil, Jeff. So I'm just going to spend all the six mil to get it. And then, you know, then we'll be famous for having been the team of destiny. Now, I have to, do, I have to say, like, we put a thousand bucks down this summer in Vegas and we've definitely got our money's worth. I mean, it's worth like 40 something now. Um, but just the fun of it and the uh, people are tweeting at me saying, I'm only watching these games to see if you guys win. I'm only tuning in because Who the I want to see. else would tune into a Cleveland Detroit game? <laughs> I mean, come on. Some of these terrible games, like the Miami Texas game was an incredible epic game. Uh, if yeah. you have that much on it, you're like, this is an incredible. This is like this one is of the art. greatest athletic performances <laughs> of all time. It's incredible. When Tyrod Taylor was just trying to throw it out of bounds, but yet he accidentally threw an interception. That was like the most dramatic swing and like an incredible, it was like a performance, you know, it was amazing. So, so I, I, I got knocked out in the season pool. I went oh, to Tennessee in Tampa Bay. Um, I, I think I might've had, no, I used San Francisco. So I didn't have San Francisco. 
my pivot probably would have been Carolina or maybe if I would have talked myself into Miami. Miami. Yeah. But you know, that's the gift of for, uh, hindsight there right now, but no, no. Should have faded, oh, ten- faded Tennessee though. I was trying to tell you that Jeff, you should have I know you Tennessee. were, but, and you talked me into taking the Raiders against the spread. You said, don't give into recency bias. You didn't even say that. You said you weren't going to give into recent bias, but I used it to blame you in the column. Yes, I know. I remember uh, every, I remember the whole conversation. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I, I appreciate the shout out in your column too. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes, I was like, yes. I should have known better, but this one's on Jeff. But you know, it's fine because the Bengals won. I don't care. Uh, yeah. That's fine. Blame me on that one there. So uh, you, were, however, you, were, you were hedged and I wasn't. That's the problem. Here's the other, but, but I'm in another uh, survivor pool where it, was, it is two strike. It's a two strike contest. I don't have any strikes, and I went with Cleveland. And there, there's a bunch of Tennessee people got knocked off. They're, we're down to like ten after we were at like twenty five or something going into the week. So that was that was definitely good. And then uh, I'm doing this thing with DVRs running called the pentathlon. We have a survivor element, and it's also a two strike thing. And I had a strike, but I went Tampa Bay this week purposefully for pot odds, knowing that everybody else is likely to take Tennessee. There's only five teams. Uh, alive going into this week they all took tennessee so, oh so you got this win well there's two that had no strikes so th- they now have a strike so i just have to you know tampa still got a win for me today. they're gonna lose they're gonna lose i know i, I know I, team of destiny blah 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 you're yeah, giants yeah no, but no no but no but i'm also in dalton's pool where there's 32 people 100 bucks each and ted bell me and dalton's uncle uncle steve and i in, in dms i'm like f uncle steve let's get rid of uncle steve but uncle steve apparently Ted Bell and me are the last three. It's thirty one hundred bucks, uh-huh. and and I took Cleveland uh, because of course I'm riding with the destiny pick always, and they both took Tampa. So I'm gonna get thirty one hundred bucks, like you know, right away. If you don't if, get Team of Destiny in two different pools, it doesn't work that way, Chris. No, you follow. Actually, I do have one different one. I took the Vikings one week. Um, so I there's one pick that's out of sync with it, and if that has to die to win the six mil, I'll be okay with it. But I think I'm going to win this week. I think Tampa is, is, is going to lose. I think the Giants are going to take them out. It's just been the way that's gone. You know, nobody wants to pull away. You know, everybody wants three losses. The only team with two losses, I think, in the NFL right now is, uh, is the Cardinals. Yeah, that's right. And they're winning on the road with Colt McCoy, uh, who actually played really well yesterday. Played well. He, he looked, I was like, this is quick. Horrible against Carolina. Just terrible against Carolina the week before. That game was a squash. It was never close. It was 14 nothing like that. And, you think okay, well they're gonna okay they're gonna settle down like no they didn't settle down the whole game. I mean it was it was terrible. Uh, that was a tough rewatch last week, but this week I'm gonna have to watch that one because my my focus was on the Bengals game that afternoon window. Uh, so I, there's three games I got to make sure I watch more than anything else, and that's uh, the Jets Miami just because they weren't one of the eight teams on the Grid Channel yesterday. Right. So I got all I got were highlights on Reds and you know that was gonna be the last game they showed. Um, and then Casey and then Seattle and, and Arizona. And I'm dreading Arizona, Seattle, just because it's a shame just seeing what happened to Russell Wilson. And he's just back too soon. And I, I probably had him ranked too high this week. Yeah. He, I, you know, I thought it would get better, but he, you know, he looked terrible. DK Metcalf is just doesn't exist. Um, it was DK pretty ugly. Metcalf got robbed on that one. It should have been a touchdown. I don't know. It was probably, I'm going to but, but I one handed catch. He, they, they said he didn't get all the way in, but. It was pretty awesome. It's been, uh, it's you know, it's it's been a good year. I I missed on DK Metcalf though. Um, you know, I had I had to start Zach Ertz because I wasn't sure if Gronk would play. Zach Ertz mm-hmm. gets two touchdowns. Like, yeah, I, I would have started to. Gronk, but because Gronk was iffy, I started Ertz. So like, just been like that. I've got Jonathan Taylor in key places. I got Herbert in key places. 
It's just, it was just a sick. You were I, strident I, about Taylor too. It wasn't just that you have him and just happened to get him. You want it. You were targeting him. You were making the case for him. Um, and that, that helps. As you mentioned in your column, the only bad, tough thing is you were also fading Eckler as part of that. There are teams out there that have both Taylor and Eckler, especially after the Wentz injury and the uh, oh, Quentin man. Nelson injury in, in training camp. You know, you had those, you know, there was a period there where Jonathan Taylor dropped to the second round and it was beautiful. Uh, and you could have had an Eckler-Taylor start. Yeah, I mean, that's just like the nuts, and you'd be just crushing it. And then get Cooper Cup in the third or fourth, and yep. it's over. Because Cooper Cup has been like the most ridiculous player in fantasy. Uh, but Taylor's now catching up really quickly after that game. And yeah, it was a great pick. You know, I, I was like, I'm taking him there. And in one league, I took Barkley. But Taylor went ahead of me because I was talking him up. It was beat Chrysalis one. And that team has got the most points in its league. So that's okay. The Barkley Hopkins team, thanks to Cooper Cup mostly. And then um, the prime time, the big stakes one, I've got Taylor. You know, So that one, um, I have the most points right now. And I was too much of a nutless monkey. I had Elijah Moore in there over Michael Pittman against the Bills. And mm. I swapped it at the last minute. I've got 180 points right now in the prime time, and I've still got Mike Evans and the Bucks defense going. Wow. But that was with four points from Michael Pittman, and I could have had 29 from Elijah Moore, but I swapped this. I would have 209 with two players going, but I can't complain too much. It's still a good uh yeah, right. still a good week. And and I still have, you know, I hope Mike Evans has a good game and the Bucks not really, because I want the Giants to win. So uh, all of that can happen. But um, yeah, just, uh, Taylor has been huge. You know, I'm fantasy football is always about those couple of players, you know, Eckler, Taylor cup, um, Devonte Adams. You just got to get those couple of guys, right. And fill in the, the, it's much more top heavy than baseball. You know, it's just, it's really comes down to a couple of players. Yeah. Joe Daly up on Rotowire made the case for Taylor to be 1.1 next year. I, I think that's Captain, I think it's probably Captain Obvious. It's obvious point. now. It was yeah. obvious last week. I mean, McCaffrey's getting older. McCaffrey now, you know, he had 10 carries, but he had, you know, seven catches and a touchdown. It's Taylor McCaffrey right now. And my, you know, and Cup, those three guys are the top three players. Devontae's right there, those four. And then, oh, and Eckler, those five. Those are the top five players. I think. I don't think there's, I can't really think of anyone Nashi else. Najee Harris? That team sucks. Like, you look at him uh, last night, like, he's good. He scored a touchdown. He got three catches. There's nowhere to run for him, though. It's it's a bad offense. It's a bad offensive line. I would put him outside those guys. I'd put him number six. Yeah, we'll see what they do in the offseason. They may change things. Oh, for next year. Oh, for next year, yeah. You got to put him up pretty high. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more ramifications of this. But first, quick note from our friends at WinBet. If there's one thing we appreciate here at Rotowire, it's making good decisions. And even more so, making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with Rotowire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's Fantasy Podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more are at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots like List does, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in seven states. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W Y N N B E T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. Jeff with Jeff Erickson with Chris Liss here. Uh, so, this week in the Circus Survivor Pool, you have to do a Thanksgiving pick. 
And that Thanksgiving pick is a lot more complicated now. You are fading Dallas just because you thought the crowd would go there. Now Dallas is not a sure thing because Amari Cooper is going to be out. C.D. Lamb's probably going to be out. Tyron Smith might be out. The, you know, I, I still think they beat the Raiders, and I I'm, and I've, I've been spoiled a little bit on lines. We don't have to mention the lines yet, but no, I've, I've been looking at these lines just for this purpose. So I'm going to have to. Uh, Chicago's minus three, three and a half. Uh, Dallas is seven and a half, seven, seven mostly. And Buffalo's, uh, we have the Saints. So this is really, really fascinating because we've used Buffalo. Most people have. Uh, we use Dallas uh, more than half. I mean, less than half have, but you know. A, a you good, thought you were fading the crowd with that one there. Well, we are fading the crowd, but it's not as well as we thought because it actually was right because there's supposed to be 500 people left now, but there's only 100 and well, we'll see if it's 112 or 134, depending on Tampa. But because there's so few people left, a lot of the people who got through last week on that bloodbath had Dallas. I used Dallas. So, of course, they can't use Dallas on Thanksgiving, so they're going to pivot. Well, what's the second biggest favorite? Buffalo. But not many people have Buffalo. So it's going to be Chicago. So you're not going to be by yourself. There's going to be at least 50, 60 people on Chicago. I hope some of them took Tennessee, so they're out. But it's going to go mostly Dallas, then Chicago, and maybe a few on Buffalo. But what yeah. about this? The smallest underdog is Detroit, Right. And let's say Dallas loses to the Raiders, which is like a 25% chance, 25, 30% chance by the Vegas odds. If you have Detroit and Detroit wins, you might win the pool. There probably will be some lone people on Buffalo, but really at New Orleans after the way they've played, that's not, you know, that's very well, both shaky. Both those teams were, had a miserable day yesterday. Yeah, it's that's shaking. You don't want to take Buffalo at New Orleans, right? So this is crazy. Like if you take Detroit, and they win the game, which is like 40% chance based on the odds. Mm -hmm. And then Dallas uh, loses, which is like a 30% chance. So now you're down to 12%, right? Yeah. There's a 12% chance to win the whole pool, maybe. Well, there's a hundred and you know, twelve to 134 people left. 12% is a hell of a a hell of a good chance, right? It's like it's like one in eight instead of one in 122. So don't you have to take Detroit? Now, I don't think it's going to be that perfect. I, don't, I think someone will be on Detroit. I, I think there'll be a few people. So it's not, I, I'm overstating the case. But if you thought everyone's going to be on you know, Dallas and, and Chicago, the two favorites that are available, you, you almost mm. would be like obligated to take Detroit in that case. Don't do it, man. Just don't do it. Don't do it. I, I think it's. I think you're twisting yourself into this one here, and I think. What, you're is, what do you mean? Well, what do you mean, Jeff? What do you mean? It, it, look, there is a forty percent chance that Detroit wins per the line. Now you could disagree on what that real chance is, but Vegas is saying you could go to if you disagree strongly, you should put a ton of money on the Chicago money line because then you're getting a huge value for that. But assuming you think those odds are roughly close, um, there's a forty percent chance they win. And if they win, and then there's a 30% chance Dallas loses, that's 12%. And 12% to win the whole thing, to win six million bucks. That's worth, you know, about eight hundred thousand, you know, seven hundred thousand bucks right now. And our entry is only worth 50 right now. So you know, you could like slow bleed like in poker and ante yourself to death, or you could just go all in and say, you know what? I put all my chips in. Let's get these, let's get it done. The, the pot odds are huge. Now, again, I don't know for sure that nobody will be on Buffalo or Oakland or Detroit for that matter. I don't know. Probably somebody will be. I don't know. But if, if I knew for sure that everybody was on Chicago and Dallas, which is going to be by far the most popular, I would definitely take Detroit. I, wouldn't even, I would snap call it. I wouldn't even think about it. I would have to think about what kind of bet I wanted to put money on Chicago to hedge <laughs> maybe. But right. I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I would snap call um, 
you win, you know, again, Dallas may win also 70% chance, but 30% times 40% is 12%. That's not that low. And you're talking about winning 6 million bucks. Now, again, it won't be 6 million. It'd probably be like, I'd be one out of six left. I'd be like, you know, it would probably be worth a million basically. But again, my, my, you know, my share is not, is not worth a million yet. No, it's not. It's but it'd be twelve percent of a million, really. It'd be one. Tw- it'd be one hundred twenty thousand, basically, because you know you'd have twelve percent chance to survive, and if you survive, there'll be six left. I think that's accurate, and there'll be a million. So you, it's worth one hundred twenty, and mine's worth fifty right now, or something forty-five. So you're tripling your money almost, you know. And and so I don't know that we're going to do that, but you gotta have it on the table. I mean, you gotta be willing to do it at some point because you could say, well, I don't want to take that chance and get wiped out, but. Dude, there's a hundred something people left. Like, you know, at some point you just say, okay, I'm taking the chance because every week you're taking a chance. Even if you, you, there's no, the Browns could have lost last week. Now we're the team of destiny, so we'll never lose. And if we do this, it'll be the right thing. And if we don't do it, it'll be the right thing to avoid it. But this is a big test of oneself. This it is, is. You, know, you know, chances are Detroit will lose and I'll, that'll be it. That would be it. But that's only if you believe in probability, like it's coin flips. We need to decide what we want to do in terms of what we really believe is the was truly the way it's going, and then use the pot odds to inform. I think Oscar's going to get a lot of walks this week. He's going to get a lot of walks. We got to just meditate on it. It's going to come to me. Yeah, but you, but you see, the case is very strong to take Detroit this week. I see the case, and I couldn't do it. Uh, it when you have to win, taking a winless team, it just I just can't do it. Well. But it's, it doesn't matter if they're going to be Tim Boyle quarterbacking again. I'm, uh, I'm I, sure. I think David Blau actually is good. And he played last year on Thanksgiving. And that's what's coming to me. It's like he played in this exact game last year and he played pretty well. <laughs> like he, he did, you know, I don't know, just too perfect that they, it comes in. And then, you know, Chicago, Justin Fields is banged up. What if he plays, you know, like, and he's not himself and they're, you if know, he, like he pulls a Baker. Yeah. I mean, dude, and, and Khalil Max on IR. Akeem Hicks was out last week. Allen um, Robinson was out last week. Allen yep. Robinson was out. I mean, it won't matter if Justin. And Taylor that was, was a weird game, by the way. By the way, that that Ravens Bears ending. I mean, it was it was a boring, boring game for fifty three minutes, and then the last seven minutes were just insane. Yeah, it uh, it was a very crazy thing. You know, it was kind of like the Steelers game was like kind of boring, and then it went insane in the fourth quarter. But this one had like no scoring. And then Dalton came in and started lighting it up. And then all of a sudden, um, Huntley just was like, okay, we got to, they got that big pass to Sammy Watkins. And Sammy Watkins fumbled uh, and cost them a game a couple games ago. But two, two games, one, the miracle that the team of destiny got against the Lions, he made the huge play that had to be made. Down play. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. He made the huge play twice. Um, and uh, just a crazy game. I don't, the Ravens have won that game. The Minnesota game, you know, the Detroit game, they've won all these games. They had no business winning. I mean, they've just pulled it out somehow. Well, it's so funny. You know, so the, 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 the Bears touchdown was on fourth and 11 after they had like a false start penalty. You know, it was fourth and six. They, they run a play with the double move and it works, you know, and scores. Now, the funny thing is, like, they gave Brett Huntley too much time. You know, it could have been that. Never give Brett Huntley too much time. Never, never. But the, no, no, it's Tyler Huntley. That's not Brett Huntley. Tyler Huntley. Sorry. Yeah, the, sorry. Brett, you can give Brett Huntley as much time as you can give I don't want to diminish the work of Tyler. No, Tyler, no, Huntley, Ty, did Tyler Huntley is actually like fast and athletic. You're right. Like Brett Huntley right. is right. Yeah, yeah. scrub. Point being, though, is he'd done nothing all game. Now, 
the receiver could have gone down at like the two yard line and they, they could have got kicked the game winning field goal, except like Santos missed a kick earlier. You know, you, you know, it's, you never want to bring that into the equation, but that's the one way to guarantee they would have won that game. Cause I think the Ravens were out of timeouts or at least down on one timeout, something I, like that. I'm a firm believer in risking the field goal. Um, I would even do it. You know, if you can do it on third down and call a timeout, if possible, then if you have uh-huh. a bad snap, you can just fall on it. Um, but like, yeah, you can miss a field goal. It's possible, but but it's kind of impossible also to not score on that play. I mean, there's so much adrenaline going. You're right. not even th- you're just thinking about trying to beat this team. You're not thinking about timeouts and all and time management, especially when you're like the third string. You're like the number four receiver on the team too. It wasn't well, like mean, this was Mooney. I mean, this was like you know. Yeah, but the number four receiver on the team was Goodwin or somebody. The number yeah, four who- receiver on the team has played a decent amount of football, Jeff. Like he, he should know to, to stay down. I mean, it's whatever. It's not that big a thing. The, the percentages aren't that different, right? You score, you probably win. Uh, you waste time, get the field goal. You more probably win, mm-hmm. but. Um, well, yeah. And, the, and remembering that the Ravens have to score a touchdown. They throw this like duck of a pass to two Watkins to convert that long third down. I mean, and to get, get in there. Was it third down or fourth down? It might've even been fourth down. Point is, it, it, there's a lot of improbable circumstances in this game. Uh, yeah. But the Ravens have done it all year. They're the team of destiny also. They, yeah, they're so, the real-life team of destiny. The real-life team of destiny. But Except they, they say 40 burger to my Bengals, but that's beside the point. There. Yeah. But yeah, the real right team there. of destiny would never do that. Yeah. That's we true. still have the Bengals available, by the way. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to make two choices this week. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, the NFL season is heating up, and Yahoo is going big on daily fantasy football this season. There will be a ton of big prize contests throughout the year on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contest now being shark-free. To celebrate Yahoo going big on on DFS, as well as as Yahoo Daily Fantasy becoming shark-free, Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim free $10 in site credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 site credit offer to join any paid contest, including Yahoo's biggest contest, the weekly $1 million DFS NFL Baller Contest, the weekly $1 million contest features 1 million total prizes, including first place receiving $100,000 and tons of overland prizes. Play daily fantasy on fantasy football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started. All right, Chris. So the Sunday night game was awesome this week. Uh, highly entertaining game between the Chargers and the Steelers. There was all sorts of scoring. There was dirty plays. There was guys that should have been kicked out of games, arguably on both sides. Uh, it, it, it had it all. And it really is a perfect cap to the weekend where it's just high scoring all over the place. There, like I said, there's someone that was going up against Eckler and Herbert and Taylor, or you throw in Jefferson into that mix, or there were just so many high scoring players this week. But that game in particular was just wild. Uh, second time, second time they've had a game like that this year, like the Browns game was the other one. Whenever they play AFC Central team or AFC North teams, they're going to have shootouts, apparently. Yeah, uh, for some reason they that's when they do it. Although they got totally uh, shut down by the uh, yeah the Ravens had but, a shootout. Yeah. They just declined to participate in that. Yeah, they did, yeah, they didn't get involved. But it was great. I had Herbert. I had Deontay Johnson. I didn't have Eckler, so that was the only negative. But like Deontay Johnson got 100 yards and a touchdown. Um, Eckler, I'm trying to light him. It's really dark in here. Um, Eckler, uh, up. Oh, hang on, hang on. Let this light fell off. Okay, Eckler um, got his. And then Herbert went crazy. He got 90 yards right. Here we go. All right. Sorry. I have to fix this thing. Here we go. Uh, Herbert went crazy at 90 yards rushing in addition to all the passing yards and the touchdowns. And he almost got a rushing touch. And I was pissed when Eckler got one of those, maybe his third or fourth touchdown. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, Herbert and Omics got in and they handed off to Eckler, but it was huge, right? So you have him and um, Jonathan Taylor and Ertz in like the two key leagues, like starting off your week. It's like, that's great. Um, and uh, it was a good game. You know, the Steelers came back. They got lucky. They got a block punt and then they got that, uh, that uh, tipped interception. And suddenly they tied it up. And they took the lead actually. And I was like, wow, there's, there's five people on the chargers in the circle pool. I was like, whoa, not only are they going to cover, they might actually uh, knock these people out. So I was really excited. And then, um, you know, they got the seals got destroyed on their last uh, drive, if you could call it that. And then the, the uh, it was great to see, like when you're you're getting five and a half and your team's up four, the team you're going against is up four, and they kneel down at the five yard line. The I Chargers know. end of the game, like right there. I was like, nice, kneel down. And probably like someone lost because they had Herbert going crazy, but yet got the negative points for those kneel downs and you know that fraction that negative fraction of a point whatever that was that probably be enough to push them under or something like that there's someone out there with that and you can but if you couldn't win with your quarterback getting as many points as uh herbert right then that, that's not the real problem there's other yeah. issues yeah. well i think the real issues there's just you know crazy scoring all over the place like at the packers vikings game you know a lot of correlation in there um if you had one of the premium players on that one you pr- you probably walked away pretty happy but that was such an easy one, right? You just like, I'll do my Rogers Adam stack and I'll throw in uh, Adam Thielen and, and Jefferson. You know, maybe I'll do a cheap MVS on the side. Uh, okay, good, done. And then, of course, you won. You know, okay, right. then I'll use Jonathan Taylor. I don't know if they, you can afford all those guys, but um, yeah, that was, uh, that was an easy one. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that, that, was, that was pretty wild. Aaron Rodgers talking about how his toe injury, which I think has got to be like turf toe. Um, that or gout uh, is really painful, uh, and he was bothering me. Now he was able to scramble in this one, but you know he's going to miss a lot of practices the rest of the way, and people are going to freak out about this. Yeah, I mean he played so well; it's hard to get too concerned. But he said after the game it was unpleasant, um, and they have a bye, I think, still ahead of them. Is that right? Um, I don't know what week it is. It's not next week because they're playing. Who are they playing? They're playing somebody, I think, I believe. I don't know. I will. T- I will tell you. I don't know. They're playing the Rams next week. That's a tough game. So, yeah, man. By the way, week twelve. So forget it. So Thanksgiving's bad enough, but look at the teams on week twelve. There is nothing on week twelve. It's like the Bucks are at the Colts. You don't want to touch that. The Jets are at the Texans. You don't want to touch that. The Eagles are at the Giants. You don't want to touch that. Panthers at Dolphins. Titans at Patriots. I've used the Patriots. I might use the Patriots, but I've used them. Steelers at Bengals. I mean, the Bengals are like a choice. Falcons at Jaguars. The Falcons are a choice on the road, okay? Chargers hit Broncos. That's You don't want to touch that. Rams at Packers, which I've used them anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Vikings at Niners. Those are equal teams. And then Browns at Ravens. I've used the Ravens. And anyway, that's Seattle at Washington. So it's going to be – it's it's going to end this week, basically. That's what you're saying. Maybe. I mean, you know, there's going to be a few – I'm trying to think what the, you know, the biggest favorites are going to be like a handful of points. You know, they're not going to be like, there's no seven point favorite that I can think of in that bunch. No, um, maybe, maybe, maybe the, no, no. The Ravens over the Browns maybe are six and a half. I don't know. Six. I mean, it's, there's no big favorites there. Right. And And, most people have used the Ravens. Yeah, Most exactly. people have used the Bengals. Most people have, you know, I have the, I have the Bengals, but I mean, they're going to be, everybody has used the Colts. 
the uh, Bengals are going to be like four and a half, five over the Steelers. I mean, they're not going to be huge favorites over the Steelers. If TJ Watts out, that would be nice because that's a it's such a difference maker. I might the have Steelers been, almost won despite giving all that up. That's I know on great. the road. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, so the Bengals, the other one's the Falcons at Jacksonville. But I mean, Falcons on the road, dude, that's just. Yeah, we also. Oh. We saw that Thursday night game, at least no, if you're yeah. unlucky, you saw that Thursday night game and the atrocity that it was. I mean, that was uh, that. I, if you're a fan of defense, you could just watch the, the Pats play defense. Otherwise, it was performance art bad. It was such a bad game on Thursday night. It just the, the, the Pats offense wasn't much better. They, they were they were pretty awful in their own right. It was just a tough watch. I mean, Mac Jones looked okay in the first half, but in the second half, he, he was making mistakes. They settled for a bunch of field goals. You have Nick Folk. I, like, I thought Folk. I, I, thought, this. I thought he played well. I had Nick Folk. I did have him in the league, but uh, I thought he played well. Mac Jones. He made one. He made a beautiful throw to Hunter Henry. Just threaded the needle perfectly. Dropped it in, and then he got a little cocky where he forced one, and then he threw a pick. Mm-hmm. But besides that pick where he got cocky after his best throw of the night, I thought he played well. And then Ramondre Stevenson uh, looked great. Uh, Damon Harris looked good. They just look good. The team, you know, the defense looked obviously they were the key, but they, you know, the offense thought, I thought it was all right under the circumstances. All right. Well, fair enough. Um, I, I just thought it was, it was an ugly game. Maybe it's just because Atlanta was so bad. I mean, three different quarterbacks throwing picks. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty funny. Uh, yeah. I don't see how you could take them, but then again, I might, I might take them because it's at Jacksonville. So it's real Atlanta. man. It's real Atlanta. Man. I, I mean, there's no non-real man pick. There's, they're all yeah. real man. They're all 50, 50. I mean, look I at this. Like, I mean, I thought Seattle, maybe if Seattle had crushed the Cardinals and like showed they were back, but now I can't take them at Washington. They're going to be underdogs at Washington or pick them at best. You know, what else could you take? Uh, you look at the Bron- Chargers at Broncos. I can't take the Chargers at the Broncos. That's crazy. And what everybody about- has the Chargers left, by the way. Almost yeah. everybody does. I mean, I'm going to look at the odds. I'm going to pot odds at as best I can. Uh, but by the way, I shouldn't be talking about this. I got to get through Thanksgiving, but we got to get through Thanksgiving. And then right. the re- the reward is this. If we get through week 12, it's like, I mean, we, I mean, we are the team of destiny because this is like between Thanksgiving and this, we're dealing with like at, at best a, a three point favorite. The, the biggest favorite we have is the bears again, Thanksgiving. So the best is 60%. If we don't take the lines and go all in. And then the next week, it'll be another 60% or 70, 65% favorite. So you know, we, we've been dodging bullets all week, we all year. We just got to, you know, think on it, meditate on it, <laughs> let it come to us. You know, that's it. All right. Very good. Uh, the Bills, I mean, not only, I mean, it's not only can they not stop Taylor. I think that was just Taylor just, you know, rising to another level. But, yeah, their, their offense, though, that's the thing that bothers me is that they got solved a little bit. You know, Allen's making some bad throws. I bought into the whole, you know, Jordan Palmer quarterback camp accuracy thing. And I'm paying, you know, I, well, I, I should say I didn't buy into it cause I don't have them in any leagues, but I have, them. I bought the logic. How about yeah. that? Um, it, it, it's pretty wild. And I know you mentioned uh, the MVP odds and how this, if there's ever going to be a year, there's a non quarterback MVP. It might be this one. I think it's, I think Taylor's making a pretty darn case for it now. I mean, I think Henry could have before that, but right. It was Henry and now it's Taylor and Cooper cup is the dark horse because he's, so far above everybody at the wide receiver spot. I think Rodgers right now is the MVP. Okay. He's the best quarterback in the league right now. But uh, inocula- so inoculation bad. gate is he's going to, they're not going to give it to him. They will not do that. Okay. So then who else? Brady's got a chance. He's got a 
play really well tonight. You know, I mean, there's a lot of season left, but you know, yeah. he's got to start start with tonight because he hasn't played well the last couple of games. Okay, and then Stafford has kind of fallen apart the last couple of games. Lamar got sick and he wasn't playing very well before that. Um, Josh Allen's played poorly the last three games. You know, Wait, Mahomes you're saying had, Lamar didn't play well. When, he didn't play well uh, against the a couple of games. He didn't play well. He had some mediocre games. Maybe against the Vikings. Was it Vikings last week? He played well, like in the second, in the end of the game. I guess he, he did a comeback, but he wasn't playing that great before that. And he got oh uh, Miami. He played terrible against Miami. Oh yeah, that that was a. But you know what? I thought that was a play calling thing. I thought that was play call. I didn't. I didn't blame that so much on Lamar than I did the offensive coordinator and you know. Well, whoever. I mean, Watkins dropping balls and the stats like and the stats though. You know what I mean? Like he. Yeah. He's not having that year where he had that monster game against Indy, but you look at it and like, you know, in, in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven out of nine games, he's only had one touchdown pass. Yeah. And he's That's only true. had two rushing touchdowns all year. So he's had this one big game against Indy. Um, his YPA right now is at 7.9. It's still pretty good. He's got 14 TDs, eight picks though. It's going to be hard to sell on that. Um, so you know, he's been fine. He's a, you know, he's having a good year and, and so is Brady. And so is Josh Allen. They're all having good years. Kyler Murray's been hurt. All these front runners have just fallen off. Russell Wilson's out of the mix. Pat Mahomes, you know, came back and Prescott had a terrible game and was missed a game. I mean, there nobody's taken over this lead. And if they're all sort of at the end of the year, like 35 touchdowns and 14 picks and 4,300 yards and Taylor's got like 2000 yards and, 22 touchdowns and the Colts make a huge run yeah. on. I think he could win it. Or if the Rams are the one seed, it'll probably go to Stafford, but cup might have 15, 16 touchdowns in 1800 yards. He might have, you know, one of the all time receiving seasons. Yeah. Colts are still on the outside looking in as far as the playoffs go, because the AFC has got so many just barely over 500 teams that, and they started off so poorly. I think they start off what one and four. Yeah. Um, so they're on fire now, but you know, and, I wouldn't bet against them making the playoffs, but I think no, they're going to make the playoffs. They're a good yeah, team. I think so. I mean, too. Wentz is kind of sketch, but he's not terrible. And they're just that running game. The defense is pretty good. They just blew out Buffalo. There's nobody. So they, you know, this week though, they play, they play the bucks. So the bucks get the giants on Monday night, you know, so they've got a short week and then they're going to, going to go to Indy, I believe. This is That's a big a, game for the bucks. They, they need to arrest uh, their, their decline. You know, the last, their, this, this losing streak, and like you said, the short week coming up with a tough road game. But it's such a parody league. So the only team with two losses is Arizona, right? And you got Dallas right. banged up at seven and three. The Packers, you know, they're they're probably good, but they've lost two out of three. I mean, one of them was without Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And Tampa, I mean, if they go to six and four, you know, they're fine because the Saints are five and five, and then have to go, you know, they have to host Buffalo next week on Thanksgiving. So there's no real urgency in terms of like you know, everybody's in, you know, everybody's kind of a contender now. I mean, the giants yeah. aren't, but if they win tonight, they're four and six, you know, not, it's just crazy. Like nobody Detroit and Chicago are the only ones who are definitely out of it. And the giants are probably on oh, Seattle's probably out of it. And the giants will be out of it if they lose tonight. So it's just, uh, it's crazy how tight it is. It is. Uh, we'll talk about a couple of these teams, uh, including Seattle, uh, and whether it's the end of an era there, but uh, first quick note from thrive. Thrive is back for another season of fantasy football, and they're running huge guaranteed contests each week this NFL season. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free six-month Roto-Wire subscription. 
Here's how you claim your free RotoWire subscription. One, visit rotowire.com slash thrive. Two, deposit a minimum of $10 and receive 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And three, play in your first paid contest and receive a free six-month RotoWire subscription. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Big thanks to Thrive. Big thanks to the folks at the Blue Wire Network uh, for uh, finding us a network to post our podcast on. Uh, Want to talk a couple. Let's talk Seattle. They're three and seven now. Uh, they look checked out to me. They look done. I is is it time for Pete Carroll to go? I mean, I don't know. He, he's he's just the guy he is. He's just like this coach that gets them motivated typically. And he's never been great with the decisions, the down and distance stuff. I'll say this. They look strong with Geno Smith. They played Pittsburgh tight in Pittsburgh. They beat somebody. I can't remember who's okay on the road. Geno Smith played well. And mm-hmm. the defense looked much better. And so there was no talk of Pete Carroll. It was like, wow, Pete Carroll's really kind of holding this together despite having Geno Smith. They were three and five. Russell Wilson came back. Like, okay, let's go on a run. Let's get to six and five. We'll you know, get into this. 
Right. And it's Russell Wilson who's been terrible the last two games. Two games that um, I thought they would, you know, be competitive against Green Bay. They didn't even score a point. And then they, uh, you know, got beaten pretty easily by uh, Arizona without Murray. And so and they're all like, oh, it's the end of an era. Pete Carroll's got to go. Why? Because two, three weeks ago with Geno Smith, they were playing hard. The defense was playing well. So I don't really, I don't really understand. Um, you know, it clearly Russell Wilson's not himself, and the the, the team the would line's be terrible off. too. But they weren't though. With Geno Smith, they were all playing well. Like that's what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, it's only been since Wilson came back. Well, no, they played well in one game. They 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 were really awful against New Orleans in the Monday night game. That was that was that was a squash. It was they they didn't move the ball at all. Geno Smith didn't look good at all in that game. That was one game, but then they went to Pittsburgh and lost twenty to seventeen in a very competitive game, and then they beat somebody after that. So like they, Geno Smith actually like got them playing okay. And so and the defense was playing way better than uh, here. Let me take a look at the the results full schedule. Let me take a look at this. Um, I want to look at their results because I I remember being like, oh yeah, I thought they were going to get killed. They There's beat 20- Jacksonville. I mean, they, they that's that's what it came down to. Okay, so they so they uh, they lost to New Orleans thirteen ten, they lost to Pittsburgh twenty three twenty on the road. Um, they that game, yeah, Gino played okay in that game. You're right. I, I well, him, and they yeah. killed the Jacks, the Jaguars. They had their bye, and it's like okay, Russell's back. I mean, I think they were what were they one and two with without Wilson? Well, they lost Wilson midway through the Rams game, so they they were doing fine. They lost Wilson midway through the Rams game, uh, and then they you know, fell apart. Then Gino plays a solid game. It's Pittsburgh, barely lose. Uh, Gino didn't play great against the saints, but it was just one of those games. It was a close game. And then they got, you know, then they destroy Jacksonville and get him back. And I, I don't know, whatever. So are you I, saying I, Russell Wilson is Baker Mayfield hurting the team by being out there too soon? He was, I mean, you know, he was, but that, you know, it's it, Russell Wilson's a different level of player than Baker Mayfield. So if you have Russell Wilson, you, you want to try to see what he can do. Baker Mayfield is just a guy. So to force him out there makes no sense. I understand why you would force Russell Wilson out there, but in reality, which they obviously didn't know at the time, he was worse than Geno Smith. Yeah. Baker Mayfield, by the way. So the Browns, they have to make a decision whether or not they're going to try to give him the contract extension or not, give him the contract extension or not. Uh, they did their team option for, 2022 already so they're locked in for next year but you know you know number one overall pick it's tough to make that decision I, i'm they're, sure they're gonna like do it they're, head, right well yeah they're gonna do it because teams are cowards they gave andy dalton the extension they gave joe flacco the extension um they give quarterbacks because they're terrified of you know being the jets you know and having zach wilson or being in the wilderness you know trying to pick use all your high picks on these crappy quarterbacks and how about like taylor heineke by the way all these people oh you got to pick a quarterback these quarterbacks you know dak prescott taylor heineke russell wilson jalen hurts none of these guys are first round picks they come out of the woodwork a lot of these qbs you know they're so terrified to be in the wilderness that they will extend a mediocre quarterback to a second contract which you never never do baker's okay i also think cleveland might be like chicago a little bit where it might just be a really hard place to play quarterback. I mean, how many I think you're right. good quarterbacks have been in Cleveland? Like Brian Sipe had that year, Bernie Kosar. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's no real, you know, you don't, it's not like, it's not just temperature, right? Because like the Bills had Jim Kelly and Josh Allen, like they have quarterbacks and Green Bay has obviously had Favre and, and Rodgers. It could be wind. Wind, could, wind. But you know, then, then again, Buffalo has wind, I hear. But, but, uh, but it's not, you know, I mean, it could just be, you know, we're just, it's just fluky that these cities did this, 
But I do think that like maybe Cleveland's just like a, a rough place to play. Right. Um, and Baker's actually better than they think. But I just, from what I've seen of Baker in four years in the league, not a second contract guy. He's below that threshold. I think Cousins is better than Baker. And I would put Cousins over the threshold and I wouldn't put Baker over it. I mean, Cousins barely, but I, I, I do think he's better. And Cousins and those contracts, the, the, those second contracts are just, they, they have a huge impact on your rest of your roster. They take up so much cap space. I mean, Cousins' contract has had a huge impact. I, I look at the Chiefs, and I, part of their issue this year is that, you know, they had to let some other things go because, you know, Mahomes has a real contract now. He's, right? he's not on his rookie contract anymore. Although they don't, they look like that's fine. Like they just need to move Chris Jones. Chris Jones is dominating the game every game now. He just destroyed yeah. the Cowboys. He destroyed um, the Raiders last week. He's just a one man wrecking crew. And then all of a sudden they're like, uh, What's that guy, uh, Legereus, what's his name? Legereus something is like, oh, he's one of the best corners in the league. Oh, well, he is now that the quarterback's yeah. like running for his life. Exactly. Uh, Legereus Sneed, maybe. Um, and, you know, all of a sudden, all these like guys that you remember uh, from the Chiefs secondary that when they were in the playoffs and they were making plays, you're like, oh, these guys are good. Well, they're good now because the guy's running for his life. And, right. and you know, so now everything looks fine with the Chiefs because they, they just had to get that Chris Jones sorted. Uh, Mahomes yeah. you know, didn't do much, but they didn't really need to. Yeah, that, I think I think it was Ted Bell that said, you know, hey, one of the big deals of the year was going out and you know going the the Steelers going out and getting Melvin Ingram so Chris Jones could play on the inside, uh, where he is much happier uh, and much more productive. And sure enough, I mean, it, it, at first I was like, okay, they shut down Jordan Love. I'm not buying it. Okay, right. and I think the week before they had a good defensive game. Uh, I'm trying to remember. No, the Giants, but they didn't have a the great Giants. game. Yeah, but it was the, no, the Giants. Giants. But yeah. it wasn't even that good of a game. I mean, it was right. It was close. Right. And then, okay, now they go to the Raiders and shut down the Raiders. They go and shut down the Cowboys. Now, there's always an excuse. The Cowboys, they're missing Tyron Smith. They're, you know, C.D. Lamb got hurt, although they were getting shut down the first half uh, even before that because Lamb got hurt in the last play, of the, basically the, the second quarter with that interception. Uh but point is, you know, they're they're doing it. They you, it's one thing to say, okay, they're taking advantage of all these things, but you actually have to take advantage of those things too. You have to have the capability of doing that, and they are. So we have to kind of revisit. I mean, they were such a bad defense earlier on this year, Chris. I mean, they were horrible. Tennessee moved it all over them. Uh, Philly, even in a losing effort, Philly and Washington moved it all over. Them. Buffalo destroyed them. You know, yeah. in, in KC, no less. Now, Chris Jones didn't play against Buffalo or Washington. Well, Chris Jones is just such a huge factor for them. He's their best defensive yeah. player. He's their second best, you know, maybe Tyreek Hill is, but he's their second or third best player. I mean, he's a huge key to that team. And it's funny they had to bring in Melvin Ingram. Why not just bring in some random practice squad edge rusher and move Jones over? Like, if it's that much of a difference maker, you don't need a specialized edge rusher. Just get the guy in this position and work around that. Yeah, so yes like, and no. You have to have something that is going to scare the other team to dedicate a resource to him, right? I, I mean, you've got to block everybody. You can't not block somebody. You know, it's like, anyway, it's just weird that they, it took them that long to figure out. But they, you know, they look good defensively and then that's dangerous. Now their offense still isn't really. No, it's not fixed. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's still, it's still having trouble, you know, kind of adjusting to dink and dunk. You know, it, it's still yeah. not comfortable with it. Well, they in Arizona both get the bye this week. So they'll, they'll have some time to get healthy and fix things, maybe work on that. We'll see what happens when they come out of the bye. Andy, Andy Reid almost always does well after the bye. So right. that, that'll be kind of interesting to see how they, how they emerge from that. They, when they come back, they get home games 
Denver and Vegas. So they got three straight division games after the bye. So that'll be kind of uh, a, a big test for them. So we'll see what happens with that. All right. Um, we got to get going. We got to get the XM show getting ready for that. Is there anything else you uh, are working on for East Coast offense? Uh, no. Um, so much going on these days. I haven't even thought about it, uh, but I, I don't know. I'm not sure what it's going to be. All right. All right. Uh, no, I, I know what it is going to be. I, hear, I, just, I just thought of it. It's going to be following up, especially with the survivor stuff. Don't let the probability follow up on last week's. It's, I didn't realize how deep this is, this concept of, of last week. It's something that you've always heard, like models are not reality. Have you heard the expression, all models are wrong, some are useful? Have you heard that expression? Or the map is not the territory? You think, you understand, you, yeah. you, think you understand what that means. You know, like, oh yeah, well, of course, like reality is not my model of it, right? And you, you think that you understand what that means, but you don't understand what that means because the models that you have implicitly in your mind, like probability is how the NFL works. Those models are so embedded that you really think that like it's a probability problem rather than a uh, observation problem to figure out who's going to win next right. week. And, and this is so deeply embedded to get out of that mindset of like, you know, what I was saying, like the pot odds. And you're saying, oh, I don't feel right about that. It's like because it's not really a probability problem. I mean, you can be modeled as a probability problem because there was some similarity to coin flips or whatever, but it's it, that model of coin flips. We haven't just like said, oh, that's a good analogy or we can use that. It is literally the way we see the lens of all these games and all the stuff is through probability. And once you are in that mode, it is so deeply embedded that you don't even, it's just starting to dawn on me how for 20 years I've been writing these up and thinking of through probability and being like, holy shit, I've totally substituted the model for reality to the point where I really thought the model was reality. I really thought spread picks were coin flips. Yeah. And, and that's just a model. It really is just a model. It's just a, a way of thinking about it. And that, I, you want to, I don't know if I'm communicating this properly, but like it occurred to you me. You are. Like, this is some matrix level stuff. Here. Yeah. No, like how deep in the matrix I was with this probability stuff thinking that was real, but that's complete fiction. It's like a total fiction. So, I, 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 you know what I was thinking of? Uh, I was trying to think of like baseball projections, right? Yeah. That my process is right. I've got yeah. the, the project. This is a good projection. So that's yeah. what the rankings should say. No, I'm doing it backwards. I want to be able to tell people to draft the right player. Right. And, I keep on thinking, well, it got to have the integrity of the process. No, it's, right. the, the, the bottom line is tell them to draft the right player and tell them to avoid the right players. That's the it's, bottom line. It's the whole game. It's the whole game. It doesn't matter what correlates with what on average or whatever, or, oh, well, you know, because on average, a player who does this at this age does that. That's just, that's just a model. That doesn't mean anything. That just, that just doesn't mean anything to do with reality. It doesn't have anything to do with reality itself. And if you ever want to prove that, again, I use this example every time, six-round pick, not that athletic, is a backup quarterback over under, let's go over six-and-a-half Super Bowl wins. And he may get you know, over seven-and-a-half. The probability of that is zero. You wouldn't, you know, any, no model would even, the amount of standard deviations outside the model's range of outcomes for Tom Brady it's not, it, it's, it, it's an astronomical level that you'd have to have quadrillions of humans on earth before one with his specs once, you know, over six and a half Super Bowls, but yet it happened. And so, and I've read a book about this called, um, the hell was the book called? Um, anyway, it was, it was a book about my, modeling financial markets and all these people thought that it was like a bell curve. Uh, uh oh, someone says they can't hear anything, Jeff. I can hear you. Yeah. Well, this guy, this guy just said, I don't know what, maybe it's just, uh, on, on Twitter, but 
he said he modeled like financial collapses and crashes with these bell curves. And these guys all lost their shirt because they didn't model like bell curves. There was a reflexivity to the market where it like fed on itself and there were, and the spikes were way higher and way more steep than any sort of like bell curve type of model would have indicated. But they were all on this same, you know, again, same thing. They were in the matrix. They were all on this model that they were not seeing the reality. So I'm going to write about that. Uh, and, um, and, you know, just try to live it. I got to live it this week, Jeff. I got to live it and just get it right. All right. Uh, well, let's do it. Let's get it right. All right. Get it right. Let's do it. All right. And I'm sorry you just joined us if you just joined us now because we are signing off. Uh, but we'll be back at you again tomorrow. We got Joe and Jake doing waiver wire, as always. On Wednesday, I'm going to have the guys from Triple Play Fantasy joining me. Uh, looking forward to that one. Uh, we're about to go do Sirius XM. You're going to go check out East Coast Offense. You're going to check out survivor this week all sorts of good stuff so please uh check it out rotowire.com slash try i get that free 10-day trial thank you guys for listening thanks to winbet for your team of destiny jeff code is team of destiny team of destiny indeed go, and let's go Bengals this week beat the steelers all right thanks for listening have a great day it's happening daily we're being conned by the institutions we used to trust the mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.